0: Right. Och visst hade du ett äh, musikaliskt intro som jag skulle följa upp med äh, en på annonsering. Yep. We are back again! It's Gain It For Riffs! Coming in with this uh, relaxed little intro here. I immediately hear that uh, Ole has brought out his acoustic guitar, which always uh, puts me in a good mood. It's a uh, high summer here in, uh, in, uh, in Europe and in Sweden. I had to open my balcony so you might hear some ongoing traffic in my sleepy little suburb here. But uh, yeah, how are you
1: doing Ole? Great intro! Oh yeah, I'm doing good. Um, actually, I'm gonna play both acoustic and electric today. So it's uh, both the riff guitar and the anti riff guitar. I brought out both of them. And uh, indeed, it is summer still, uh, but I feel it's uh, today. It's heading towards a bit period of rain. Uh, all next week looks rainy, but um, who cares? Then I can sit uh, inside and practice guitar. Perfect. Yeah, exactly, and I mean, it's not like
0: you can run out in the woods anyway with uh, a young son.
1: Well, uh, now lately, the newest thing is that I can uh, put him on my bike and bike away, so I can reach much farther, and it's uh, actually a very good feeling. That's cool. Um, That's cool. I like it. I always
0: thought about that because I don't have a driver's license. Do you?
1: Uh, No, I have a rift license. Yeah, exactly.
0: A rock police is not going to check the driver's <laughs> license anyway, but, uh, I mean, I thought about that, <laughs> no, like, yeah, okay, no, no. if I was in a father-type situation, would I get a uh, license, or would I just get a bike with, a, with a, this uh, uh, cart, like a <laughs> cart in front, like the Danish Danes always do, and you see that a lot in Stockholm now, you can just put your kids in, in the bike mm. instead and get, like, a killer exercise.
1: Yeah, the backfeeds, uh, they call it here, but they're often electrical, so that's a very lazy man's going around. They're also... Yeah. Extremely expensive. I think they cost like a new uh, Les Paul Studio, blah, 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 Angus Young, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it comes at something. around 6,000 euros. Yeah, they can cost that indeed. But uh, what we do is that we have a little seat just in front of me uh, that you uh, put on the steering. So, heute, my son is sitting in front of me behind the windshield and is like laughing with glee yeah. <laughs> as I bike. Down yeah. the streets,
0: it's very really nice. Yeah, I mean, he's already he's already plotting riffs. I'm sure. Oh
1: yeah, he's uh, he's actually playing guitar. I I think I sent you a video of him playing. But now lately, he's been like he's always looking at my acoustic guitar. Yeah, this little nylon, and I I take it down and I put it on the floor, and he goes over and starts beating it. You know, like 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 a drum. But then when he hit, then he accidentally hit started hitting the strings, and he's like, oh, the strings. Mm-hmm. And then he like you know uh, discovering very sound very nicely, you know. and sometimes i put a finger there so it's like we make music together i mean it's a very nice way yeah. i think it's going to be a great riffer one day <laughs> i will lead him astray cool yeah and it will be interesting to see what what would he be his rebellion against against
0: his dad what would be the worst choice from your perspective like what, what if he started
1: listening to i don't know trap hip hop or uh, uh. Well, I mean, I, 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 I lately I've become more positive because I've been watching this channel, uh, and I think it, it deserves a shout out. I think he's a real, a real good. He, he really like nailed the YouTube angle of music. And uh, is Adam Neely? Maybe you know of him, bass player. No, he has his own like uh, quintuplet uh, fusion jazz band, uh, <laughs> quintuplet swing, uh, which is kind of funny. Uh, but he uh, is mainly you know working. Uh, as a bass player, but he also does this in-depth uh, music theory videos. But he also does uh, something very nice because he he uh, tells his fans or uh, streamers, whatever uh, viewers, uh, to send in their composition and then he uh, critiques them. But lately, the the um, the compositions are so good that he like he, he rarely has anything to add. Hmm. He's just like sitting there with a grin over his face and like it is really cool stuff that like people send in from their. Um, uh, from their the, the uh, from their bedrooms, um, it's like that. So yeah, and Adam Neely, good uh, good YouTuber. But I think, uh, but what, what then? That brings me in a sense of you know, yeah, maybe the future. You know, it, it might be. Uh, it's nice. That I think I've touched upon this before: the democratization of music making. Yeah. That everyone can now make music themselves, and. Uh, and uh, we we shall see what the artist I've chosen today. It was actually his start. Um, it came from a, a, a meager background, but then turned into a superstar of sorts. And uh, it's going to be interesting to talk cool, about. Cool, cool. Um, that, and I think yeah, it's a hive mind type situation now,
0: right? I've noticed this because I studied sound yeah. engineering quite early on, but it was still kind of uh, concealed within books and within. Uh, uh, the university yes. at that time and then so many good engineers have emerged uh, uh, subsequently after me and they've gotten better with just YouTube you know the, with this kind of high mind uh, free information and what we're doing it's uh, you know the people's radio that's what we're doing like I, I get yeah. to really act out my lifelong uh, fascination <laughs> of, of radio I always listen to radio all the time with my dad and and alone as well and taped it and stuff so yeah, the democratization, democratization is it that is that correct uh, of of yes. music and also of uh, media uh, at large, right?
1: Um, yeah, I mean you you could I think uh, nowadays I think what what's happened is that of course everyone has an outlet, everyone has a voice, everyone has an opinion, uh, which makes it hard to find like real quality stuff. But if you know where to look, you will find it. I mean, then it's like there's so much going on. Yeah uh and i mean you can't and it's it's the the fool's game to you know beat your head uh in the wall over like what is popular you know it's not the same as what is happening you know like what what is really like breaking new ground or like Mm -hmm. music that is truly like something that is based on uh, the hive mind uh, uh or like the 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 influence that you get from these type of channels, yeah. but I mean, if you would be angry because you don't, you can't stand uh, trap hip hop, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. one thing, but it's like you, <laughs> I never, I don't even have to. There's no, I can just uh, with with the outlets I have, with the media I consume, I don't even have to listen to it because there's so many other. I can just you know curate my listening experience. I never have to be angry about anything anymore. It comes
0: back to what we discussed uh, like the last few weeks. Uh, we talked about the tape trading in the extreme metal scene of the 90s. Oh, yeah, with Entombed. Talked, yeah, with Entombed mm. and uh, also Fenris, our pod- podcast colleague... <laughs> shout outs and uh, you know the tape trading with the extreme death metal ranging all over the world Brazil uh, Tampa Florida etc and then we also talked about the Beatles which uh, they got their uh, uh, vinyls coming in flying in from um, uh, through the harbor their harbor town Liverpool right coming from the other side of of Mm. the Atlantic and that was you know an early version and now you really got like all of this on steroids right this kind of trade of music and the hive mind again like it's really building a uh, almost like a monster, but a nice monster.
1: I think so. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I want... Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's kind of... I'm thinking of people like Frank Zappa, who just like, connect these brilliant musicians to him and then make whatever comes to mind because he has the, the power and knowledge to make it. You know, sometimes it 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 ends up in uh, totally unlistenable music. Uh, sure. <laughs> but sometimes it's just brilliant. Uh, and also very... It seems effortless um yeah. and and i think the kids of today who are of course way better at all the instruments you know than, than i can ever hope to be but i'm i'm trying and i am really inspired by it and they but they have so many they can take from everything right. they don't feel uh uh you know forced to uh, follow a dichotomy or follow yeah. a a trend yeah, you're really like a hitting uh, the nice. head on the nail
0: right there that's what i'm so happy about and why i'm like m- mm. maybe more into music than ever is that Uh, the expression itself has uh, been, uh, let's say, released a little bit. Like, you don't really have to fit in anymore. It's okay to, you know, be a Mm. little bit weird and stand out and have your own sound. And if you're talking about uh, sound mixing, like production, it used to be a lot of rules. It has to be this loud, and uh, this cannot be louder than this, and, you know, like a preconceived uh, recipe. And now, freedom is artistic freedom is growing. I would say you can do more strange hmm. stuff, you can have your angle on things uh, way more than I
1: would say early 2000s. Do you agree with me there? I totally agree. Um, I would say, and and uh, now maybe it's time to uh jump into the this artist because I think we might return to this subject. Um, uh, it, it is one this, this is artist I've been. Listening to the most for the last ten years. I mean, maybe, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow. And it, it's a bit. Uh, it's taking now. We're taking a bit uh, of a sidestep from the last few weeks when we recorded Metallica, and I had uh, uh, this super trash riff from uh, "Of a Fate No More," and we were divulging really like going deep into and Yeah, it's been very and, metal, uh, lately, right? And it, mi- it might seem that uh, this is. What I like right now, what I'm listening to the most, but I mean, now we take another side of uh, uh Ulla, the gain it for riff meister, yes. Um.
0: It. I'm gonna flip side everything now, and I'm gonna just straight uh, go for the feeling of the riff uh, that I got out mm, of it because sure. I was just kind of dreaming away there. Actually, I was uh, d- mm. d- dropped. I, I didn't noodle my guitar or anything restless like that. I was kind of uh, looking out the window, and uh, this riff had a, a vibe of kind of uh, coming back home, uh, enriched from experience you're uh, coming back on your old street that you recognize so well. Maybe you've been away for a year and uh, you see it all mm. and it hasn't cha- changed as much as you thought it might have and you feel that you have changed. That said, I uh, have
1: no clue what riff it was. just <laughs> what I felt. <laughs> I was dreaming away there. <laughs> hey, really, uh, really nice that you got that reaction because it's uh, the exact reaction I get when I'm listening to his music. Uh, it's Kurt Weill. Oh, I know Kurt Weil. A uh, beautiful man. And,
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful man.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, it's the song "Pretty Pimpin" from uh, the the album "Believe I'm Going Down." Uh, it's yeah, arguably his most famous song, and I uh, really, really like it. It's. Um, it hits a nerve i would say this it hits a nerve and it doesn't it, do it in a or uh,
0: forced way it hits a nerve in a very calm non imposing way it kind of invites you to have uh, for example this feeling that i had but it doesn't it doesn't push
1: you, it on you it doesn't write it on your nose uh, very beautiful yeah i'm going gonna, gonna to sing a little bit when i play just you get the feel for sure. how is uh, the how the song is because it's a lot about the the lyrics and uh, maybe you, you recognize something. See if I can do it.
2: I woke up this morning, didn't recognize the man in the mirror, I left and I said Oh, silly me, that's just me. I proceeded to brush some stranger's teeth, but they were my teeth, and I was way less just quivering like some leaf coming in the window of a restroom. I couldn't tell you what the hell it was supposed to mean, but it was a Monday, no a Tuesday, no Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then Saturday came around, and I said, Who's this stupid clown walking in the bathroom sink? To be someone in life that was just like all I want is to just have fun, live my life like a son of a gun. I could be one thousand miles away, but still mean what I say.
0: very cool. He's a character, right? He's a character. I'm I'm not going to steal any show here because I don't r- literally know nothing about this guy, but I had a short face uh, because of you, I think, or maybe because of an ex-girlfriend. I'm not sure. Either or. Mm-hmm. And I had a short face when I was looking um, at videos with him playing and talking and he's such a character. As you hear it in the song, and obviously you're going to get to the strange phrasings of of the vocals there, mm-hmm. almost like uh, wrong or almost like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> improvised and not fitting but cool anyway his whole character has that Uh, his whole character has that to him like he's always kind of the odd one out you know
1: he stares at his feet yeah he's an awkward slacker i think he would call himself Uh, yeah but this lyrics i mean it's uh it, it has no there's no rhyming in it it's just like telling the story uh but there's no rhyme which i really really enjoy and it's just very strange and like the and it took me a while to. I, I played this. I noodled this riff qu- for years, mm-hmm. actually, but it, it was quite a hard riff to learn. Um, and I recently just decided, yeah, I will. I will play it on the electric uh, yeah. today because I, I want to play a, a song of his on the on the acoustic also because I think that's uh, another layer to uh, to his guitar playing. Yeah, sure. Um, so <laughs> this lyric is just. Uh, Well, it's very simple. It's about not maybe one day you don't recognize yourself.
0: Which is cool because it it works with what I felt. It works a little bit with that. You return home, you recognize Mm. home more than you recognize yourself in this situation. You're a new person in the old context. Mm. So when I heard you started singing Mm. about brushing someone's teeth and they're (laughs) they're not your own, I felt like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, He has a little bit of that angle uh, at least, or maybe I just want it to be that way.
1: Yeah, and uh, he has many other songs that are just really um, describing this uh, sense of not knowing where to go. Um, Yeah, and this riff, I mean, in itself, is kind of this, uh, of course, it's kind of a banger, the song, it's really, uh, when it's the whole song, the whole band, it really adds these layers. Uh, It starts really himself, sort of, uh, Mm -hmm. on on an acoustic, but it's uh, over... Played with uh, an electric guitar, but then everything just gets more and more intense and louder. And I, I try to emulate that by hitting the fuzz pedal also at the right point, you know, like a, and uh, it has some. Uh, yeah, it just like adds layers upon layers, and then it just goes back into being, uh, uh, you know, an introspective song, while still being, uh, you know, quite boom boom with the four on the floor drum sure. beat and you know, you know, epic. Um, but still, and then, but it counteracts this by having no rhymes and a very a strange a text that is like uh, you you better know it, you know. If you know it, then you can sing along. But otherwise, it's very hard. <laughs> it's also hard to learn. And I know when I, I've seen him live uh, a lot of times. I don't remember maybe six times.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And when he sings this one, he always has a hard time because it's such a tongue twister in in parts like. Uh, just quivering like some leaf come in the window of a restroom <laughs> it's like what and uh, it describes the scene though very nicely and i think uh yeah I mean, it, it doesn't matter that he sometimes jumbles it you up know what you live. know what i think that
0: with lyrics why do you have to be so super clear about things Uh, really why it doesn't Mm. have to be that way it's conveying a feeling it goes together with the music and uh, it's not like an instruction manual right Uh, uh, no it's okay if it really drifts away and if there's huge portions of nonsense in there when you get as much feeling across as you get here and really I'm not familiar with this Mm. song this is what I've heard Uh, your rendition now is what Mm. I've heard and (laughs) it's already come across right so there is strength in it and the strength doesn't have to be in Proper lyrics, proper vocal arrangements, or anything like that—it is about conveying a feeling. I would say,
3: mm,
1: yeah. Uh, and I think it is the feeling that it has. I mean, this—the feeling of not belonging—or I find it very hard to, you know, relate uh, to other people. I, think I recognize this a lot in my, uh, well, in myself. Yeah, same, actually. Same. Uh, but also in in friends, uh, and and how nowadays we, we just talked about how fantastic it is that there's so much um uh you can get so much much experience and so much uh input from everywhere and it kind of feels like oh wow it's overwhelming uh maybe i'll just uh i won't go up today maybe i'll just stay in yeah. bed you know like this uh it, it's uh you know bordering on depression sometimes it's like sure. this you know like this but because we we can live uh we are in a fortunate position that we can maybe stay in bed i mean yeah. not me anymore yeah, <laughs> but sure, i sure. used to be definitely yeah, i mean it's a detachment um,
0: maybe a detachment or an estrangement if that's a word or you get estranged from from the world sometimes and we talked about limelight in episode three uh go b- check that oh, yeah. out and that was about Neil's uh, view on on his him being awkward or him being like a a character and i I love it, but I wouldn't relate to it. But this, I relate to this feeling of like, mm. uh, I'm a bit odd. You know, I'm just, I'm not in the group, sort so to speak. I always get this feeling over yeah. and over. I mean, I have a, like a group of friends and so forth, but there are many occasions when I feel uh, odd, when I feel uh, estranged from, from the situation somehow. And, uh, you know, to go back to the feeling of that riff, uh, maybe something hasn't changed while you have changed that can also make you feel like mm. a stranger right i'm sure you've had this feeling at one point or another
1: yeah i mean we we both spent a lot of time uh, away from sweden yeah. you know yeah. and uh and right now i mean, <laughs> I mean it, it feels good to make this uh, episode actually because it's a lot of things that i've felt lately that i feel a bit outside uh and because i can't reach Sweden I can't go visit my family uh, because of the pandemic and uh, here it's also more of a lockdown situation so it's hard to meet people hard to do anything fun sure the summer feels a bit wasted in a way and I've I've said that before that uh, yeah might as well play guitar and honestly I'm I'm very happy that we started this uh, podcast right now because it was it's just a perfect outlet for me also to you know, I get to talk to you is a good thing, but also to, uh, you know, spread, to give something back somehow, even, you know, even though it's, maybe it's not.
0: Yeah, you know, actually just reach out, you
1: know, just reach out
0: with anything. Yeah. Um, um, co- yeah, kind of it, co- connect. connect to people in a way. And I think, I remember when we were in the talks of starting it, I was really feeling like I really have to do a podcast now. Who should I do it with? Who can sit and talk mm. uh, in this fashion, you know? And of course uh, you were <laughs> quite... Uh, high up on the shortlist, uh, probably on, on the first spot there. And then I asked you, and mm-hmm. uh, you were incredibly fast in in making it a reality. And I've said before that I have problems starting and problems quitting. Mm-hmm. I'm just good at continuing. You know, I'm like a long-distance runner in, in, in my yeah. mind. That's how it works. And you really fueled it to start it. And now I realize maybe why you had all that energy to, to get this mm-hmm. project afloat, that it was something necessary. And now it's become a necessity in my life.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it was, um, it was funny. I, mean, I don't know. It was uh, back then, I, I, was, I had to cancel a lot of my jobs and uh, my shows that were coming up, art shows yeah, yeah. that I, I wanted to make. And they, yeah, I couldn't do it. And I was like, I have to get something out. I have to get something out. What the fuck am I doing? I'm just sitting here doing nothing. And, uh, and then I, yeah, then this came up. And I think this is just a, a perfect. Thing to do right now, and
0: yeah, I think so too.
1: Uh, but not to dwell too long on this. But I, I wanted to, um, uh, but but still stay on this uh, subject by sure. just presenting uh, another uh, riff of his If you hear, you hear, yep.
2: I don't want to change, but I don't want to stay the same. I don't want to go, but I'm running. I don't want to work, but I don't want to sit around All day frowning I don't want to give up, but I kind of want to lie down But not sleep, just rest Give me a break, how much does it really take To get my head out of here yeah, so um, there's
1: a few things to speak about this uh, song, Peeping Tomboy. Uh,
0: it's almost going back to uh, Bedouins and Nomads. ultra Bedouins and Nomads. Peeping
1: Boy." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it is, and then you have the it's
2: quite nice uh, chorus. I been searching I don't know what for I came across some girl. She was a tomboy, and I was a peeping tom on that scene. I was a peeping tom. You know what I mean? <laughs> you,
0: you know what? I, <laughs> I, I realize something now. I'm gonna have to address, yeah. and it's just that. Mm-hmm. I have i don't like it when when people are uh, forcing themselves to come out as strange or as uh, freakish if they do it in a way that is annoying to me. Maybe too clownish, like, oh, look at me, mm-hmm. oh, I'm crazy. Oh, oh. You know, like trying to steal the attention. Uh, mm-hmm. I can be annoyed by that. But what I love so much about this tone here, and it's, I'm quite new to it again, mm-hmm. but what I like so much is that he addresses the fact that he's a freak in such a calm manner. So it's so kind of nicely inviting and not just like annoying you know like the kid in class that constantly needs attention he's more the kid in class that is looking out the room and drawing
1: right mm. yeah definitely and uh i think also this uh, the music uh that he's inspired by i mean this song is heavily inspired by john fahey this uh, uh folk guitar player who was traveling around uh collecting folk music and folklore Um from all over the states uh, and in England, I think, and he uh, he made these songs. He, he made the songs his own and saved them. And uh, with with the same like open tuning. Now we're in in G. Uh, perhaps you remember the we, we've been there before. <laughs> uh, a long time ago, we were talking Beautiful about riff. Allman Brothers. Yeah. I mean
0: come and go blues i've listened to it since then beautiful song
1: yeah nice so you have the the two sides of um i would say of kurt violets the the inspiration that it's more maybe um i would say bob dylan uh, and john Fahey, and then you have like tom petty neil young uh pavement also similar like uh, 80s band that sounds similar And then that, and 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 then one part you can guess goes to the the uh, the acoustic music, and then the other goes to uh, the more like rock songs. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, I like both. I mean, it's just like uh, that that he has these both two sides, and that often live he plays has has set that starts with the whole band, and then they step off, and he uh, goes goes at it on his own with the acoustic uh, that's often the best part when he's it's just him it just really really yeah. works um, unfortunately he always wants people to dance to his music and it's not really <laughs> danceable it's the only it's, it's, a the, cute it's ambition. the thing that I'm, cute
2: ambition. Is, that I'm if I would
1: be critical of anything it's especially that one and several times when I seen him it end, it, the concert ended with him storming out because he was so angry that no one danced <laughs> 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 and I saw uh, one time in Utrecht I saw him and I, I Right after the show, I met his uh, guitar player uh-huh. uh, outside and uh, I asked him, yeah, how's, how's Kurt doing? <laughs> yeah, Kurt always wants people to dance to his music. <laughs> I don't get it. That's great. That's great.
0: I like that. I sympathize. Actually, I, there's nothing I can, can do but sympathize or maybe not sympathize as pity. More like, uh, yeah, I just feel this guy somehow and I'm not even a fan.
1: Uh, maybe you can uh, become there's something on.
0: there's something endearing about him isn't it
1: mm. and it, he is uh, it, it's funny i mean if if james hetfield and cliff burton was the reason i got long hair uh, i think kurt Weil is the reason i kept it because he has this beautiful locks yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i think it's just it just looks great it's the ultimate look and i also want, i want to uh, have long hair as long as i yeah. can you know Yeah, me too but i it's, can't so.
0: uh... <laughs> maybe i could <laughs> but i would look like Elge petrov yeah. Oh but it's a cool combat cap the tactical cap get, I'm going to get a mullet again actually I like when I get mullets when people like my mullets uh, Yeah
1: I do too good. James Hetfield uh, type yeah, with a the, bit lighter a bit uh, lighter
0: maybe more Adrian Smith or uh, Michael Schenker or something I
1: don't know uh, it's fun to grow a mullet let's say uh, but bit uh, this I, I I wanted to introduce another riff uh, from him because uh, this this is maybe the I mean one of my favorites favorites with him uh, it's from the album uh, Waking on a Pretty Day's mm-hmm. and a song uh, come on it's called Waking on a Pretty Day and it has uh, it starts off just like a kind of chord based song with some solos it's very like slow and long and about 5 minutes in you get this riff just
2: uh, great Let's see
1: Yeah, I mean it's very nice. Uh,
0: yeah, very nice. Yeah. What, uh, my good. mind started like uh, going into all different directions now and I wanted to ask you like yeah. uh, if you go back to say 6th grade or 5th grade Were you like a weird Mm. kid?
1: What would you say? Um, In sixth grade, um, I think I was always, uh, I I wasn't trying to be weird, but I was, uh, you know, I was uh, a bit on the outside. I had my friends, but I, you know, wasn't popular. uh, And I was listening to Metallica when it was the most like out thing to do, (laughs) like the most uncool thing to do. I was uh, saving my hair, but it didn't go very well. I cut it off, and then it took me a while until I uh, dared to, you know, save it out again. And I was living in my own mind. You know, I was sitting at home. You you were describing it a bit, uh, uh, drawing a lot, um, staying home on Friday nights when people were, or my friends were getting drunk. You know, I didn't even realize that that was going on. Really, (laughs) really, because
0: when we met, we were heavy drinkers.
1: Yeah, but uh, I just started them, mm. and I went—I uh, totally like went in for all the time that I missed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once, let's make up for this. Probably not so healthy. Yeah, I mean it's been similar for uh, me actually.
0: I started not late with the drinking, but uh, it was very sparse, sparse in the beginning. I drank maybe once or twice a year, and then it got going during high school, as it does. And and mm-hmm. for any other drug escapades, they're all past twenty-two, twenty-three. I've started really late with mm-hmm. the, the kind of, I guess, party lifestyle. But uh, yeah, mm. I mean, uh, I think when I started sixth grade, I was at my weirdest. That's why I asked. And uh, we found that okay, little yeah. group of uh, metal guys. And it really is the only time in my life that I latched onto an identity. And it felt like mm. quite uh, effortless to do. Like I felt that I was already sure. like a metalhead before I actually figured out that I was a metalhead. So it was the first time that, mm. that something felt natural to me, like an in group. Otherwise, I felt uh, a bit of a strange kid, probably. But still with friends, yeah, still social.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I think um, um, Kurt Weil has a similar uh, this, uh, also like an outsider aura. I mean, his his story is that he um, uh, well, he didn't, he, he has well, he has ADD, uh, um, and and it's very like uh, kind of shaped him how he uh, his early life, how he. He decided not to go to college or he couldn't get in so he got a job as a forklift driver which was like as far away from his, you know his ideas of what he wanted to do he wanted to make music and he found himself very stuck and lost um and uh yeah he's from philadelphia so he had moved to boston to try to do something and he then ended up with a menial you know fact, uh, this kind of job with the forklift I driver. See. Uh, but then he moved back to Philadelphia and he met. Um, he became friends with uh, Adam uh, Gruny. Oh, I can't pronounce his last name. But the 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 now singer of uh, War on Drugs, which mm-hmm. uh, Kurt Vile and uh, Adam started together, uh, that became their first band, and uh, and they were both like inspired by uh, the very particular uh, Dylan thing uh, that he does. Uh, In some video that they found, that he's just sitting backstage and he's playing uh, some song, but he's just playing like, (laughs) and they built like all their songs on this kind of yeah. I can already hear it. it. You know, this
0: kind Red of Red Eyes has a similar too, but more maybe more laid back or a little bit softer. But uh, Red Eyes, uh, I remember I listened mm. to a ton around 2009. Uh, War on Drugs, yeah, right? War on Drugs, and I didn't know Kurt Wild yeah. was there, but
1: uh, it's kind of not even coming as a surprise. Mm. Uh, and I, I like them as well, uh, but they they parted ways when uh, uh, Kurt Wild he had make, made all these uh, bedroom recordings and he started releasing them as. Uh, uh yeah uh, what you say uh compilation tapes uh what the hip-hop kids do these days uh yeah, <laughs> uh you I know guess. um and uh and they kind of took off and uh he decided to do his own thing and become uh, uh an artist on his own so they kind of parted the ways amicably not as enemies um oh. and yeah, then he started, you know, he released album after album. I really like these early ones that are home recordings and full of, you know, a lot of... Mm-hmm. Very messy, a lot of overla- overdubs and yeah, uh, very distorted vocals. And, uh, uh, but then he really, with uh, the smoke rings from my Halo album uh, it really like became a, a standout album in 2009 I think and then I, or two, 2011 and then I, I, I started listening to him because you know the, he, he came up yeah. in the feed let's say and since then I have just uh, haven't stopped. Yeah remember you put a uh, Kurt sticker on your Macbook It's still there yeah. but I think it, it's, it keeps people from stealing it <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, one to, yeah. no one wants to go around with that
0: uh, How long have you had that, uh, <laughs> that uh, computer now?
1: Uh, since uh, waking on the pretty Days came out in 2013, I think it's from and that time. It's still, it's still, still, it's still you got, rolling. You got now. it in the LP. You got stickers. It's still, it's still, it's still rolling strong. Yeah. yeah, they are good products. Actually, I've always been like anti Apple,
0: but I have to admit that some of their products are really strong. Mm.
1: Uh, I, I thought you were talking about the adhesive on the sticker, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah both yeah. are true. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. They, they. Oh yeah, yeah. The sticker <laughs> still has That's that's true. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I'll just go back to uh, uh, Pretty in the, the riff there and try try to dissect it because yeah. yeah. we still we're still a riff show show. As right? I usually say, we're still a riff show.
3: So
1: you have this? Um, Uh, A chord he's building from. uh, Kind of this blues uh, uh, walk up. I don't know really what you call it, but
0: uh, yeah, I guess it's like a bass line in there. Yeah, yeah, of the riff. It's like a, a plucking kind of riff, right? Most of his riffs are pluck based.
1: Yeah. And maybe the hard part is here that you're on the the A string and you uh you make kind of a, an a chord but you have to keep the the g string clear because that you pluck that in between and that's kind of where it gets a bit difficult the uh, you hear that uh, uh, this yeah this one this open g string that you you can't you have to get it in there for it to work um and then it just goes to a um uh, an e and uh, G. And that is very nice. Beautiful. Turn It's so
0: hard and for and, uh, me to think about this theoretically. S- it's just, a. <laughs> it's an emotional sound. That's just what it is, really, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, I'm listening now and taking small mental notes, but still my mind is wandering. It has this effect on me.
1: And uh, yeah, the, he has a. It's a very distinct Kurt Vial thing that he does in the in the break or in the chorus or whatever. This this one. Yeah. He goes for this one, and he does does that in almost every song. This. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a D, sort of, and he, he just calls it like a crunk or something, something that he likes to put in there to kind of emphasize that now, okay, now I'm hitting this pedal. Or, you know what I'm hearing? That? You yeah. know what
0: I'm hearing there? Uh, I'm hearing this. Yeah. In, not that, but when he goes for... Uh, yeah. It's kind of emulating a brass hit. I would say this is Tonyomi, by the way, uh, Warpigs, and it's mm. kind of emulating that cow, yeah. you know, like an orchestral hit or a yeah. brass hit, and that's what I thought about no, immediately yeah, yeah. when you when you yeah, uh,
1: addressed this. Nice, nice. Uh, I also, <laughs> funnily enough, I, I discovered that you can make this, you can change this riff in a very fu- uh, unexpected way. Hang on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's some kind of Judas Priest.
4: <laughs> I think
0: that may be why I like this riff so much because hidden in it is this Iron Maiden riff. <laughs> that totally yeah. sounded like the yeah, it, it, best song in a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, ex- I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. It's awesome. Nice. Cool. It's like it has. Cool. Do- I think it's Dorian. Yeah, it, it, it must be Dorian mode. You know, again with. Uh, mm. That we talked about in the metallica episode the smoky slightly less mm. sad minor i think it's in that but rock police will might have to correct me later <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a killer riff i mean it, it really shows there and uh, when i was playing yesterday i was like oh wait what if i do this i just watched a video with um uh, the guitarist from uh, the new guitarist of Judas Priest, while he was showing like a painkiller and this kind of stuff, and I was like, ah, oh, wait, maybe if I played like <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah oh. exactly, Judas it Priest. It's just and like. That. It's also. Awesome. It just really like shows that it's a good it's a it's a good riff because yeah. you can just translate it effortlessly. Exactly, we talked about Beatles uh, last week, and
0: famously they did that a lot in the studio. Let's do a reggae version of the song. Let's do a, a big band version of the song. You know, different arrangements to try and find uh, the right one. And if it's a good song, you can do this, right? You can change the. Appearance or a skin of it. And this is really cool. We have to mm. record this. This must be recorded. Yeah. I mean, I'm not uh, going to promise the listener. I'm not going to uh, promise cover. the listener that it's going to be the outro of the episode or anything because it may not happen that quickly. But this needs to be recorded no. in a heavy metal version. <laughs> <laughs> it has to happen.
1: <laughs> nice. 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 See if it's possible to make heavy metal with lyrics that don't rhyme. But uh, it, it, is, so. it is.
0: It so. is. Rhyming is uh, overrated. It's a good tool, but you don't always have to rhyme.
1: You know what? I agree. Uh, in the uh, during the classical, uh, in the antique era, during the Roman times and the Greek uh, times, the poetry didn't rhyme. It was built on the uh, the flow, rather. Yeah. You know, on on this. Um, uh, it's called um... measures,
0: right? Oh God! Like measures or uh, word measures or
1: uh, yeah, the measures yeah. exactly. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so. It was, uh, Built on that instead, that it would uh, flow rather than rhyme, and rhyme was considered, you know, uh, less than uh, less than good. You know, like something very, um, let's say, um, uh, something stupid, vulgar, vulgar, vulgar,
0: what, yeah, vulgar.
1: A vulgar display of uh, inferiority.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I could see that rhyming is sometimes is very silly. I have some examples from from the '90s Swedish death metal scene when the rhyming is terrible. Uh, it's something like. I am the master of your dreams. I am creator of the screams. <sighs> but what's that? Is that the worst you've ever heard, right? It's so bad. It's from an early Edge of Sanity record, I think. It's just uh, incredibly okay. bad. And that's a good example yeah. of how you should not rhyme and how rhyme can come off uh, very cheap and, and, and vulgar and ugly.
1: Mm. Uh, it's, um, it's, for me, it was always the hard part to write lyrics that rhymed and uh, i feel that we we touched this i mean some people really can really have the gift like uh, mf doom we touched on uh, in a a, shortly in an episode uh hope we return there i mean even
0: even dudes like eminem marshall matters is an incredible uh, rhyme Mm. man he could take these things like someone told someone said like uh, you can't rhyme on orange you've heard that right
2: uh no, I haven't, I haven't. I haven't. No, tell it's us. like a,
0: a thing you say. Like it's hard to rhyme on orange because yeah. it's a hard man, and he, and he sure. just takes that and just like makes a, a verse completely based on rhyming of orange. <laughs> you <know>? he's like, <laughs> no, it's not even true. You can do it like this, and you can do it like that, and he alternates the rhymes slightly, right? So it's not uh, you mm-hmm. couldn't see the rhyme, let's say, in the text that is the exact same suffix of the word or anything, but uh, yeah. he does it musically, and I mean, hip hop is a great rich source of uh, using words in a musical way.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, but uh, improvisation is really, I mean, you have to have uh, experience and practice. Yes. That's why, why they can do it, why anyone could do anything. And uh, I hope we're trying to show this by, uh, or at least me, I mean, I, I'm learning so much from this show. And uh, I started
0: practicing more, yeah, maybe because of you. I was like, yeah, why shouldn't right? I? You know, nice. I,
1: I? Normally, I've been a guitar player that just plays and But
0: I play a lot, and I record a lot. And recording, it uh, exposes yourself to yourself, you could say. That's yeah. another tip if you're an aspiring guitarist or you want to get going with, uh, with your playing. Like Record yourself. See what it sounds like. Mm. Because if you're just sitting and Definitely. relaxing, you won't get that, that feedback. And I'm, I'm practicing more now. And again, I'm practicing transitions and that sort of stuff. I want to be, be fluent mm. in my presentation of a song on the guitar. Nice. If, if, let's say if you would listen to only my guitar track from a live recording I want it to make sense I want it to be musical So that's what I'm practicing now it involves <laughs> mainly dynamics and maybe a little bit of um, let's say nerve
1: like uh, you gotta keep the nerve somehow yeah um, and uh, maybe on that note we should uh, go over to Yurif but uh, because I feel uh, Kurt Weil is, is an ongoing story uh, love story for me I think yeah. he, he really speaks to me uh, even though I mean he's a, he's a big artist I mean he said also he described very uh, uh, nicely like the, the shift when he uh, when when people started talking shit about him you know when he became big enough Yeah. <laughs> before everyone was kind of excited oh you're releasing something new that's really nice I like your music man and then now it's like ah, it was better before you know it went from like from one album to the other it's just like boom everyone had an opinion and uh, I think that you have to live with that I think that can be hard when you're an introvert maybe a, little, a bit socially awkward and uh, uh but he deals with it in his uh lyrics and in the guitar playing i would argue and um happy that i i uh i found him um so uh, and hopefully you will uh get something out of it as well i think maybe you
0: already did sure i mean definitely a riff that instantly took me somewhere and i'm still kind of in that place and uh it's uh it feels good it's like um there's something natural about it there's something not forced you know mm. maybe you know this by listening to me from the last few episodes i don't like a feeling of something being forced mm, yeah and, yeah and that's yeah. why maybe for example Sankt anger doesn't work because it's, it's forced <laughs> it's as forced as can be isn't it really kind of
1: uh, yeah <laughs> It's not Saint Anger, but yeah,
0: yeah you know, <laughs> it's from that album. So I'm going to take us in a different direction. Um, I'm, uh, I'm yes, glad we spent this cool. much, much time and this much, maybe, emotion on uh, on this Kurt Wild riff, because uh, mm-hmm. what I have here is uh, similar to you bringing in the sword at the end of uh, of my hour-long <laughs> rant about Entombed. <laughs> like, I have got something with <laughs> a little bit less material on, so I was hoping for... But okay. I love, uh, that I we'll love see the riff, riff. so uh, of course I had to play it. And I also, I bought a chorus, a chorus pedal. So now I'm, you know, uh, in love with these '80s. Uh, <laughs> it's a lush tone, you know. I, I like the '80s stuff. And uh, was
1: that the riff? No, it's
0: not the riff. It's the tone. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so um, the riff. Nice. There was a the tone. Yeah, the riff comes. <laughs> Gain, it Gain it for tones. Tones. <laughs> tone it for riffs. <laughs> so it goes like this.
1: I recognize it, but I can't. Uh, I, I don't remember the song or the artist. or artist. Okay, I'm gonna play another lick from another song, very okay. closely related. <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, it's very. close, It's on. You know, the tip of my tongue. Yeah. But uh, yeah, please, please. i okay, heavy bands. Here. recognize it <laughs> <laughs> yes but uh, i'm drawing a blank uh, i
0: think you have to end this uh, yeah. <laughs> torture yeah, i should <laughs> it's uh, f-zero uh, we're back in a video
2: game land again yo F-Zero. okay yeah. oh he said of course it's it's from f-zero Zero.
0: It's a rocking soundtrack again. Yeah. That feel, that feel nice. took me some time. Wow. And I'm, I'm not even playing that feel correctly. I found my own way to play it. Like, uh, oh, great. It doesn't really go like that. It has an alternation. I'm
1: not doing it. So I adapt. It I like stuff. that one. I was wondering, like, what is this? Is this it's something I haven't... It felt like I missed something. Like, is it... Uh, I was like, could it be something like in between band that I haven't listened to, like uh, maybe Accept or yeah, exactly. some heavy uh, you know, metal the Iron Maiden never released thing? But I did recognize it. But it, uh, but it really worked so well on the guitar. I mean, arguably even better than Mega Man. Yeah, did.
0: Exactly right. It's, uh, it's, it's just, a very covered yeah.
1: song too. It's called uh, Big Blue. This song. Big Blue. And it's from the original
0: game. The original Super NES game was released in 1990, so not long after. Yeah. Um, Mega Man uh, 88 and uh, uh, Nintendo original game as far as I know Uh, I mainly play I played it actually I'll get back to and how I got introduced to it but the song is called Big Blue it's a stage one of the maps you could play and it also has (laughs) a very funny title from it sounds very Japanese it's called the side in the eyes okay (laughs) so you maybe you you (laughs) understand what they're trying to say right Dedication, I think they're talking about, or you know, motivation in the uh-huh. eyes. You know, some, you know, you could imagine this racer in. Yeah, dear listener, F Zero is like a futuristic racing game. You're racing these super mm, speed yeah. hovercrafts in uh, uh, ungodly speeds on uh,
1: like uh, intergalactic uh, race course. Distant planets. It was uh, also came out before Super Mario Kart. Uh, not a precursor, but it was released before uh, that. Uh, huge game. And uh, I think F-Zero, it sold a lot because it was one of the first games on a on a console, but it wasn't that big of success. And I think it only got one or two follow-ups and then it's been forgotten, sort of. Uh, in a way, it was uh, resurrected with uh, Vi- Wipeout, this uh, su- super popular title that uh, came with the PlayStation in 95 that kind of just was so cool with music from the Chemical Brothers and, uh, you know, all this kind of um, ele- electronic music uh, that won over the crowds and made that, like, the w- one of the biggest consoles ever. But it's very, like, based on the same formula as F-Zero.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, also kind of uh, um, famous for its music, right? You mentioned uh, Chemical Brothers
1: and... Uh, yeah, yeah, Wipeout, the... yeah, for sure. Uh and F0, it's, you know, then there, I don't know if it's, um. Uh, who made the music, if it's uh, the um, Koji Kondo or someone actually, else? Actually, no.
0: I did. Uh, I had to do a minimal research. All our research is Wikipedia, by the <laughs> way, if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> I mean, not maybe not <laughs> oh, yeah. yours. I'm speaking for myself here. <laughs> uh,
1: no, but, yeah, well, it's, some are. The, like, you want to get something right, but I mean, I, I often rely on stuff that I know, you yeah. know, or picked up during, that makes for a more fun experience. Anyway,
0: <laughs> Taru Bando and Hajime Wakai. Mm-hmm is uh, what I read, and uh, these two guys have composed. It's a quite big soundtrack, and there's some funny songs on here that we're going to get into. I'm going to send you, as well, a link to one to see if you can find where they stole it from, because we're back in this situation again with Doom, and After All, which is funny, you know? It's Mm -hmm. a continuing thing with the video game soundtracks being lifted off heavy metal tunes. So I'm going to show you an example of that in a while. But uh, you have 0 my connection to it was that, uh, when I was uh, maybe it's, it's released in 1990, so it could have could have been uh, uh, very early, but I don't remember. I, anyway, I had a fever. I was uh, home from school, sick, and uh, we had a video uh, video VHS rental uh, okay. shop in in the in the vicinity. So you know, what are you gonna do all day when you're home? And and we went and uh, rented sometimes movies, but most often actually uh, games. Because you could rent the mm. game for twenty-four uh, hours or or more. Yeah, and I remember yeah. renting F Zero, and I remember the futuristic racing kind of being in a fruitful marriage with my fever. <laughs> you know, so I was <laughs> like lost. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, almost yeah. like a psychedelic experience playing this game. Like,
2: so
0: I was uh, I was getting lost in it and. That's my relation. And then uh, way later, F-Zero X came out for 64, and that one I, I bought and played a lot. Hmm. Uh,
1: maybe there were only two games. I, I was uh, thinking there were three uh, let's uh, see. Three games. I think it's only two, I right? I looked
0: this up too. Uh, but uh, let's I, well, see. I, doesn't I think really I have matter.
1: info here.
0: Uh, it's actually a few games, but I think uh, F-Zero and F-Zero X are, in bold, so I guess they are the main ones from 1998. Mm. And then uh, yeah. I think all the rest are Japan only. Uh, F0X Grand Prix, F0 Grand No, F0 Grand Prix, F0 Grand Prix 2, F0X Expansion Kit, F0 Maximum Velocity, F0 Legend. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've never heard of these before. So uh, let's keep it no. simple. F0 on SNES on Super Nintendo in 90 and then on N64 in 98, which is a long time ago, man. It's a long time ago. Yeah.
1: Huh? I think there's a F zero GX on the GameCube also, but uh, I might
0: yeah, there's GX here, two thousand
1: three. So it must be yeah. that one. Yeah, and, uh, uh, that's the last mainline. Uh, F-zero yeah. game, but the uh, one of the characters are in is in Super Smash Brothers, the uh, Captain Falcon. Oh, yeah, yeah, Captain uh, Falcon. And, uh, no, he became a meme with his Falcon punch. <laughs> yeah. And attack. as we
0: as we always say, it's a riff show. So let's look at this riff because it's a beautiful riff.
2: Oh yeah, it's uh, please, in the B please. minor.
0: I'm half a step tuned down now, and that has nothing to do with this song. It's just that the guitar that sounded best for this is set up that way. So live with that. Uh, I'm gonna speak like if I wasn't. And it starts on a B minor, but just a power chord, so a B power chord. Second fret, and you know the power chord thing uh, on the fifth string. And then in, over to A, which is this kind of rocking cadence, right? And back to B. Simple. And then the fill, which I'm not correctly playing, but I play it like this. Kind of like an Iron Maiden riff. It's almost like that. Yeah. And uh, after a while, they add the, the full chords, of B and uh, B minor and A major, so you get the the full color and then... And that's just 80s uh, vibe for me, you know, (laughs) when you go... Guitar hero feeling and uh, I love that kind of stuff, which you may know by now. And then they go into this lead as they as they always do, and I have never dissected it before, so I'm gonna try in real time now. <laughs> okay. See if uh, if I'm probably gonna be uh, faulty of a few misdemeanors later. Rock police will have to sort that out. But it starts on uh, on um, F sharp the the lead. So it has that kind of uh, F sharp down to E, and then you have the B e minor triad. With that uh, A in the bottom. Standard minor stuff. And then uh, it goes always with some quirk, right? So they come up to the. There they put another note in, which I suspect is the same modal change as in Mega Man. (laughs) A flat in there. is it a blue note or yeah, no well, What would A flat B in B minor? S- I'm just gonna have to but think. But it sounds so. Oh, it's Dorian. Uh, it sounds yeah, it's, Dorian bit, uh... it's always Dorian when things get cool. Okay. Like, uh, your whole riff there was probably Dorian, but I'm, I'm not gonna be held accountable to that. And same switch in uh, in Doctor Wiley's Stage One. So it kind of opens up
1: the sound, right? When you leave minor, it mm. kind of makes it even more heroic. Sounds a bit. It uh, sounded a bit like, if I may interject. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the dressing park. Yeah, very soundtrack right? And then it
0: it it finally ends on uh, on D major. <laughs> Completely pure. And then comes like these super mm. fast arpeggios, and I was tactical there and went down for the power chords, right? <laughs> I can't play that stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's insane. Yeah, but no, no, neither could they, the yeah, program. Uh, program you know. So I, I go into. <laughs>
0: It's a nice cola, right? It ties you back to that. and it's mm. always loops, totally. right? We have we didn't discuss this last time we were on video game music, but it needs to work as a loop, right? Because you don't know how yeah, long and you're you need play.
1: to be able to li- to listen to it uh, infinitely, uh, you know, because there are a limited amount of songs on these uh, in these games, and uh, they looping all the time. And uh, you, it, the worst sin as a composer, a video game composer, is that the audience would get sick yeah. of your uh, music and stop playing because of that. That would be terrible.
0: And the other song I was on is the as famous, if not even more, Mute City. Cool name, right? Mm. Mute City. And it's (laughs) the... And so forth. Also a loop. And it's more traditional, I guess. Uh, Big Blue is slightly cooler, I think. It has more of a vibe. And I'd like to kind of pass the ball over to you. What do you feel when you hear don't know. As well as the lead after, what, what, what kind of feelings are invoked?
1: Uh, I mean, I was really thinking about, okay, which lost 80s band is this? Sure. You know, maybe it's an, uh, a late Neon Rose album, who knows? Uh, yeah. Been listening
0: to Reload since you recommended it. Uh, Dead Eyes is a killer track, man.
1: <laughs> anyway, the film. Uh, uh the feel I think uh, there is some ep- epic feeling, you know, but there's also this um I think because of that uh modal change that you uh, highlight there is uh like this aspect of maybe not making it, you know you're on ah. maybe you you climb Mount Everest, but now you're going down, and that's actually when most people die. Mm, uh, yeah. it's uh, the dangerous part when you kind of have to speed up to get back down so you won't freeze uh, your fingers and your extremities. And then you slip and you fall, or you uh, catch, uh, you get um, uh, pneumonia, and you die later. Or you, they have to leave you. That's the feeling I get. If uh, take it out of context. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, let's compare it to Mega Man and see if is it the same uh, dramatic change there when you go from. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot it now. No, uh, it goes like this. Mm-hmm.
4: Now comes to change.
0: Not really, maybe. In Mega Man it sounds only heroic.
1: Uh, um, yeah. Um, but it's not like stuffing it in your throat heroic. There is some uh they, they hold it back somehow, uh, I think. I think it's because you can't go too extreme in vi- in these early video game songs because then it that the, a, a too extreme change or like uh, will really influence your experience as a player you know if it's if it's like hitting you uh, with the craziest uh, yeah modal change or something that uh, maybe can be uh, evocative and interesting in the, in a the song in normal music but uh, if it's repeated infinitely you know you don't want that sure you don't want um, uh, the music to take away too much of your focus when you're playing so especially like a competitive game uh, like fc i really
0: liked your analogy about now you're heading down Mount everest and maybe there's a. An... also what i feel when they do this switch into dorian i mean lately i've been all about Dorian. dorian i've left the fourths now my new obsession is dorian <laughs> dorian mode is so beautiful it's used a lot by uh, david gilmore for example and and uh, mm-hmm. even Metallica, you know, classic rock, Neon Rose, that's also Dorian vibe in that riff, you know, when you when you add that. David
1: Gilmour of uh, Pink Floyd. Exactly. exactly the, yeah, well, the bending master. Yeah.
0: And uh, like you said, maybe it introduces, a, a, I would say maybe an introspective aspect to
1: minor, whereas minor is maybe... Uh, a, yeah, and if you'd in the context of, F-Zero, I think it's the notion that you might lose uh, the race. Yeah. I think that's what's introduced. It's not It not really has this winning quality. There's maybe the, dirt, the, the, the anticipation, oh, this is a race. But then they change. It feels more like you might lose than that you yeah. will win, which is interesting. Because maybe that will uh, excite you to try to push beyond that uh that they're suggesting that you might lose. I mean, you 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 feel like ah, I'm not going to allow that. I have to push through. I think that's uh, the side in the. Ice, uh, I right? think it's very <laughs> as the title. Uh, sim- I think if you think about uh, what I think about also, uh, what I almost would was going to guess was uh, that it was a song by Survivor. Uh, mm, yeah. That it was like an, another, not their "Eye of the Tiger," but something similar because it also has that. Uh, yeah, that uh, in between the yeah.
0: the tonic and the and the, the minor seventh. <laughs> Maybe it's the inspiration now that you say it like you know it's kind of inversion of that and then they even go down on that chord right kind of comes in, in the yeah. same way and I have Almost. a tiger I immediately think of I used to throw these uh, birthday parties when I was younger and I remember once I booked you as an <laughs> artist I usually I would book friends as artists and just give them infinite uh, oh, free, yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. free bar free sure. bar was that was the that was the pay And I remember you did a very nice Mm. rendition of of Eye of the Tiger uh, with an acoustic guitar.
1: Eye of the Tiger? I didn't play Eye of the Tiger. I played the uh, 39 by uh, Queen. Okay. I was quite sure you played like I Have the Tiger but you
0: mode shifted uh,
1: it. Well I played I played two of my own compositions. Okay. Uh, also. Oh yeah, one of them had uh,
0: maybe the vibe of that.
1: I I'm, I'm not sure. It's been years. It's been decades. I've tried since to remember actually what I played but I don't remember. And I, I remember I was very happy about uh, the the, <laughs> the arrangement but since then I yeah. yeah, I totally lost it. I tried several times to evoke it. Uh, the same feeling but i never caught it mm-hmm. again interesting maybe it was something like yeah. that maybe that can lead me down the path to finding uh, maybe, out maybe. what i actually played I mean, on the, their birthday the, the party reason... 15 years <laughs> ago yeah it was a long time ago and the
0: reason i picked this riff is because i think this this sense this melodic sense that they have it really lends uh, itself to you uh, in in terms of uh, kind of i guess polishing your tone your lead tone because it Playing like a, a hard rock solo by Ted Nugent, it's so much kind of his ballpark. Whereas this is just leads, it's just melodies, and yeah, I really like practicing mm. to try and get a nice tone on. You know,
4: <laughs>
1: get some vibrato in there, some slides. You know, I, actually, uh, this is this was another song of Kurt Wilde that I I, uh, I didn't play, but it's something like this.
4: it's <laughs> a bit
0: similar i mean it's it's fun to play leads i pr- i love leads but i'm not huge into solos i mean of course i'm a guitarist since many years so i like solos but leads has always been like you know it's quite central in 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 the music for me like this uh melodic mm. one uh, one string approach to the guitar with and i mean your vibrato is something you have to work on for life it's never uh it's never completed right it's uh, like your way of expression no. expressing, expressing no. it and one of the guys that I was impressed by. Was oh,
1: you, you mean uh, not? not uh, well, you mean me, but uh, you, as you as in as g- general. Exactly. You, no, yeah, right? not all, uh, any, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, anyone. Hey, I felt really
2: like I feel really <laughs> awkward now, really socially awkward. We <laughs> <laughs> write some lyrics about that. No, um, that I was that doesn't just rhyme. General, <laughs> uh,
0: general guitarist, that vibrato is okay. our expression. And it's always going to be in the works. It's never like completed. And some guys they just skip vib- vibrato, and I, I I quite like those guys, but. I can't do that. I have to aim for a, uh, maybe a wider vibrato. Usually they sound good if you go wide and slow. So like mm. you start vibrating after a while. First you just pick the note, and then get some excitement in there before the next one. Mm. So. I think those guys write incredibly nice melodies, and with those little touches of modal shifts, it's exciting, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's really like purposeful uh, music that is purposefully made to elicit emotions of uh, you know the sense of uh, you have to make it, you might fail, yeah. uh, but what if you make it? That's oh. You have to go like, beyond yourself. And I think that's what it's about. Yeah, and
0: with the title, which is still wrong, it's Japan uh, English, Decide uh, in the Eyes, but uh, it's Determination <laughs> in the Eyes. That's what it, they mean, right? Determination. And it's yeah. exactly what you just described, mm. like, okay, yeah, determined to do this, you know. And racing games are fun. So I have a clip uh, that I want to yeah. send you from the uh, Hero okay. soundtrack because uh, uh-huh. I'm hoping that you will get which song the inked is from. Because it's a very funny theft, and it goes back to what we talked about with After All in Doom, for example. Okay.
1: brutal uh yeah. <laughs> 64 music sounds a bit like slayer maybe but uh, at least the yeah you can fade it out now uh, but, but the, uh, it was really like black metal-ish.
0: Yeah, and in one of our episodes that we couldn't release because of some technical issues and, and things, it was so already I, recording. I, I think I, it sounds like uh, satirical. Yeah, you brought satyricon, and I brought carcass, and it's exactly carcass heartwork uh, uh, yeah. in this song. Like, okay, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 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 And then they add these robot growls, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. it's funny it really sounds terrible uh that the chip is not made for uh, vocals no no <laughs> it's really but it's clear. funny that they
0: completely Oof. lifted the carcass hard work for the devil devil stage
2: it,
1: uh yeah it's a, it's a bit of a surprise i must say and as usual you know you have nothing on
0: these guys so it's just a, a riff and no. a game and uh i would say a great game and a great riff yeah i agree and and uh, it kind of fits in nicely as a kind of mode, mood change after uh, Kurt Weill, right? It's quite far away mm. in mm. terms of expression.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to thank you, dear listener. We want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for uh, dealing with us in this episode. It was really interesting to talk. Uh, it was nice for me also to uh, express how important I find this uh, hour uh, for sure <laughs> it's getting longer and longer <laughs> uh, that we spent together uh, making this show. It's re- super nice. I'm evolving as a guitar player and I'm finding lo- finding loads of new music. It's really great.
0: Yeah, and maybe interconnecting music that we already knew and you know finding new interconnections
1: and uh, you know it's just mapping out I guess a uh, rifdom for sure gain it for riffs your show about riffs uh you know this so we can cut it out but listen to us next week for more riffs more riffs every wednesday
0: every wednesday we're gonna be there with new riffs it's reliable it's game for riffs
1: all right i'm gonna play us out
0: Jag hade ingen trivia på det här. Jag ville bara spela den här riffen. <laughs> det är lugnt. GANGFOR RIFS